welcome back to another episode of Main Street Prowlers. Did you get the camera working? What's the camera, dude? <laughs> there we go. As, I, I guess um, you guys want to see us. But, um, <laughs> I mean, that's the whole, whole general idea, you know. I mean, being a hockey show and all that. And we do have a kind of a switch up. Welcome back, Mike. What's up, guys? How's it going? What's um, we, you were out in California yourself. Yes. And how was that out there? Uh, I can say it's been, it was very warm. I mean, consider the fact, I know Michigan experienced warm weather, 60s and 70s. I was out there in the 80s and 90s. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that must have been nice, but you were out for, there for a, um, two, not a... I, I was gone for two and a half weeks. Yeah, it was a joyous, grateful experience, I got to admit. Um, I got a chance to see my father for his birthday, and he's. I spent my birthday and his birthday out there. So nice. For those two weeks, it was lovely. We saw family and friends. It was a wonderful time. And hey, I can't ask for anything better, right? No. Well, so. I, I could, but well, I'm not getting it hey, right now. It so. wasn't well, things. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I digress on that one. Um, the you guys might realize there's someone new on the corner of your screens too. Um, we don't have Dan in here right now, which is weird. Um, oh, I'm here. He's behind the scenes. What's that? <laughs> Sorry, guys. Like, but that guy right there. Wave your hand, Andrew. Hello. Um, we were graciously. Um, my thing is not working like the way it should be. There we go. <laughs> Last week we had a lot of but um, Andrew comes to us from the Poirier Museum, and um, which is why would we have someone from the Poirier Museum coming on a hockey show? Because uh, we're cool. The museum's yeah. a cool place. Right? I mean, I love my history, so it's like <laughs> might as well, right? Uh, <laughs> so, Andrew, you. Um, with most people, you seem kind of young to be working with a museum. So, tell your backstory and going, getting into the working with the Poirier Museum. Sure. Well, you know, actually, our entire museum staff is is pretty young. I think we there's a you know view <laughs> of uh, museum workers as these stiff ivory tower people. I guess I don't do much to spell that because I wear like a suit and tie to work, even though I don't have to. I just like to. But I mean, that's whatever that's your style, right? But, you know, we don't have to. We're a young pretty hip place, but I've always liked uh, museums. I've always liked history a whole lot. It's always been my jam. Uh, and when I uh, left, I studied history in college, went off, I worked at museums all around the state. I worked at a museum up in Mackinac for about eight years, in, up in the Straits of Mackinac, which I really, really loved. Uh, the problem up there was uh, winters. It got really, yeah. really cold. Museum closed down, I had to find something else to do. I'd do outreach, go on the road all over the state. One particularly bad winter, um, I wound up working for the Grand Hotel, uh, which, uh, you guys ever seen the movie The Shining? Yeah. Yes. I lived it. So I was their winter caretaker. So I worked by myself at the hotel to make sure it didn't burn down and lived up there. Uh, and it was really cold and really lonely. And I said, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> so I went to grad school and I said, I'm going to find a museum that's open year round. And then went to grad school at Eastern. It was great. Got a degree and was fortunate enough to get a job right away. I was a curator down at the Dearborn Historical Museum for a few years, but I got the chance then a couple of years after that to come back to my hometown and work at the museum here and get to tell all about Port Huron stories and blue water history. And I really love it. Every minute 
that I get to go to work, I enjoy myself. So, I mean, we couldn't ask for something better, right? <laughs> and it's great too uh, with someone that has your passion for the history and the historical arts, to say the least. Yeah, well, you don't get into the museum field for the money. Right. So, <laughs> um, you do, but the the money's in the history of what's there. Yeah, it's got, we, we've got a lot of value. We really, so at the museum, we see ourselves as stewards of history. So it's our job mm. to make sure that history is there, that it's well taken care of. So not only can we tell people, we can tell our story to people right now that don't know. So if somebody visits from Kansas or something, wants to know about the Blue Water area. We also like to tell that story for people who are growing up here. You know, everybody has to learn it sometime. And for people in the future. You know, we want to be able to tell this story to somebody who's going to live in Port Huron, what it's going to look like 200 years from now, or 300, you know, it's way down the road. So we're stewards, we're seeing all of these things, preserving it, making sure it's there for future generations and people all over the world. Because ultimately, it's all about kind of telling stories. And the artifacts we have in the museum are tools to help us tell those stories uh, and tell the way people lived and the experiences they had. And having cool artifacts is a great way to do that because it's you know something people like to see. But that's what, what it's all about. So, lesson learned is history is not only things that are in the past either. So, uh, which is a good thing that you bring that up too. That's um, a lot of people want to go just to see where we have been, but a museum can essentially tell you where we could be and essentially what will happen if we do this. Oh, that. for sure. You know, it's really good to look where you've been to help plan where you're going. That's why we study history. That's why. Everything we do, and I think it's it's easy to overlook, but literally everything we do every day, we are standing on the shoulders of you know the, all of the generations before. Like we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like we know all of these things and get to keep moving forward. So history is that basis, and there's so much to study that it can inspire you to new things in the future for sure. But technically, at the same time, we are still reinventing the wheel to make it better. To, to, it's, we, 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 we as history, we, we who love history, know understand where we came from, but at the same time, we want to make it grow and make it grow larger and oh, yeah. other peoples and other communities and other places as well. So myself being somewhat of a history buff, yes, I love the will, I love where it came from. <laughs> Let's see how better we can make it. Exactly, know? and you can learn all the people who tried to do that before you and maybe failed miserably, and you're like, oh. I won't try doing that. That didn't work. <laughs> right. So, well, that's what Kelly here just said, too. Museums are a great thing to keep us from repeating our past. You know, you know. At least the mistakes. Don't. We can do the good yeah. things. Yeah, right? <laughs> we want to do that. But, right. but why want to do the good things, though? <laughs> but, but we want to improve on the good things, too. Everything is an improvement every now and again. We want to improve on that. We want to watch it grow. We want yeah. to have a better time. We, we know this worked. Let's see if we can make it better. <laughs> Absolutely. So let's but get as in. They also, as they say, sometimes if something's not broke, don't fix it. That is true. I, yeah. will, I will agree to that. I will wholeheartedly agree to that. That's one bad thing about our town. So take away. Oh, God. But that, that's something we don't want to get into right now. Right. Oh. Um, <laughs> talk about past, the history, and the museum right now. You did bring along a few things to show off in your collection. Yeah. So our, our collection, we have. Uh, something like twenty to twenty-five thousand items in individual items in the collection. So that's everything from pictures and souvenir thimbles to great big things like an iron lung or 
uh, even you know, kind of the sites themselves in some ways. So we consist of four different museum sites. There's the Carnegie Center, which is I think a lot of people might think of just as the museum. It's the old library mm -hmm. on town. It was built in 1904. Andrew Carnegie gave all the money, so hence the name. But there's also the uh, Thomas Edison Depot Museum, the Lightship Huron, and the Fort Gratiot Light Station. So we work with other community partners like the city and the county to run those sites. So the buildings themselves are kind of uh, you know an artifact in themselves, but it's really hard to drag like a lighthouse around with you. So I brought, <laughs> I brought some Did smaller you things. That iron lung with you? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get a I gotta get a hitch on my car. <laughs> so, uh, but I figured you know since this is kind of a a, a sports uh, talk show and uh, hockey specifically, I rated our hockey stash. Now I'll I'll be upfront with you. I, I am, if I told like my parents or my friends like, oh, I'm going to be on a, a sports talk show, they would laugh so hard because I don't know a lot about sports. I don't mind it. I don't mind watching it. I'm just, it's just not my wheelhouse. Like I'm not an expert at it. I watch it going on. But, you know, um, hockey is one of the few sports that I have seen played professionally uh, because my dad dragged me to a bunch of Border Cats games when I was a kid. So I got to see that. I got to yell, watch your back butt. Uh, it's my favorite thing, <laughs> shout at the hockey game. Uh, so hockey holds kind of a special place for me, but the uh, items I brought with me, here, I'll have you maybe uh, hold on to that. Okay. Uh, I just grabbed a few uh, from uh, our, our pretty big collection, because I'll let you in on a little secret about the museum world. For every item you see on display, there's probably 10 more in storage, and that is true of every museum I have ever been to. And I've been to a lot of museums, mm -hmm. you know, you make a lot of professional contacts, you visit other museums, you're going behind the scenes, it's all far from the course. But, um, so lots of things in storage because you don't want to keep everything out all the time. Sometimes right. light's damaging for it or putting it on display all the time is damaging for it. And frankly, most places just don't have the room to put everything on display. You gotta kind of collapse into storage. So what I brought were a couple hockey-based items from our uh, hockey closet, which is pretty cool. Uh, we've got uh, a nice Port Huron flags uh, this is like a Boosters uh, windbreaker. Uh, this one's Ooh. from 1975, which is kind of uh, a lighter jacket. This belonged to a woman named Anita Shelley. And you can see it's got, you know, Port Huron flags on there. I think we were talking earlier, this is a Bruins patch on there. They must have been a fan. Uh, and uh, a nice silver stick. So it's a great uh, Port Huron collection. Here, I'll uh, hold this up as best I can uh, to uh, the camera there. Uh, yeah. We've got a silver sticks patch. And again, we can see right on the back here, putting your own flags. So that's pretty cool. I thought going along with that, I brought a couple other of uh, clothing items here. I've got this really cool hat. All right, trade it. So trade it. <laughs> All right, so this hat, we've got uh, Go Flags. And the hat's got a little pom-pom in the middle, and actually a little brim. And this is another one that's back from the 1970s. So a little less than 50 years old. Pretty cool. Not the oldest item in our collection, but certainly one of uh, the most interesting. And definitely and then, is something that a lot of people appreciate, though. I think that, you know, people might remember wearing this. Maybe they mm -hmm. have one of these at home in their, their closet or something like that. You know, these right. are... Uh, but it's sometimes that everyday history that's really interesting. Because when you think about a museum collection, I'll tell you, if you go to any museum collection in the world, they are far more likely to have a wedding dress in their collection than they are a pair of underwear. 
Environment. What do you use more often? <laughs> <laughs> you might wear the wedding dress like once in your life, right? But, <laughs> but like, hopefully you're wearing underwear every day and that just doesn't get saved. So sometimes, for my money, I would way rather see like a pair of 19th century underwear than an old wedding dress because the wedding dress has become a dime a dozen. Right. Old pairs of underwear, you don't see them. So sometimes these everyday things like these hats are pretty cool. And then uh, I rated our, uh, our button stash, which uh, we have... Uh, a huge selection, these old buttons. We've got ones here. Uh, these, this is the 78-79 IHL Champs North Division, Port Huron Flags. Yeah, maybe you can uh, Vanna White this. Uh, for us. Um, <laughs> Look here. <laughs> Are you using that camera on there? Yeah, on the laptop. We've got uh, Go Flags Win. That's a, a good sentiment to have, right? Go Flags Win. <laughs> um, think Turner Cup, which uh, I picked up through context clues. It's like the Stanley Cup for the flags, right? Yeah. Which is something that not someone that regularly follows is a good thing. Now it's the, uh, <laughs> the Commissioner Cup for the Prowlers. All right. <laughs> well, and then my personal favorite of all of these, I'll show you this one. This is keep on pucking. Right? <laughs> I mean, good sentiment for any hockey fan. And definitely keeping it clean, too. So. <laughs> but we're being real clear with that one. You can't read my lips. I made sure we saw what that one said. There's no question. And with, if you're a true hockey fan, too, in this city, it's definitely um, something you would say to the other fans. So it's <laughs> right. Out of love, though. Out of love. Right. Totally out of love. It's just a tiny collection or tiny portion of our you know hockey uh, collection we have. we have photographs we have lots i think someday we're definitely destined to do a hockey exhibit which mm -hmm. i think would be really fun we might have to call on you guys in as some you know experts to help because that's the thing is we we collect from all aspects of you know port huron and blue water area mm -hmm. history and none of us are an expert at all of them so we always bring in experts we had our most recent exhibit was on uh, it was called diving for answers and it was about diving on shipwrecks. And we brought oh. in a bunch of divers, because I'm not a scuba diver. And we said, like, right. hey, what can you tell us about some of this stuff, you know? And like, that's, might as well go to the people that do it every day, so. Right. Yeah. And they are, you know, lent us some stuff. So we borrow things for exhibits. We have some of our own collection. It really mm -hmm. takes all of that uh, to make something like that work. And let's get to the next reason. To keep this all going, the future exhibits. It's, unfortunately, the Port Huron Museum has fallen victim to like a lot of small businesses. They're, they've fallen on hard times lately. And they're struggling really bad right now. It's been rough. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it has been a rough year. We had something about 20% of our kind of normal attendance just because people weren't traveling. Not to mention we lost all of our field trips. It's amazing. We have you know hundreds of kids coming in on field trips in the right. spring. And rentals. All of our sites are available for rental. People get married at the Lighthouse. People get married at the Carnegie Center. But those events get pushed off. They didn't happen this year. So we found ourselves in a, a revenue crunch, just like everybody else. Because right. we are a 501c3. We're a nonprofit. We are, you know, we're, we're like a regular business. We don't get taxpayer dollars. So it's, uh, it was a rough year for us. But we've got uh, what I think is a pretty fun plan to help get us through the winter. So... It, you might have seen the Times Herald article going around Facebook, like I saw. But explain more about it. Like it's the telethon that 
yeah, we're having a telethon. Um, <laughs> we were all sitting around. We're like, how are we going to save the museum? What are we going to do? We're like, well, okay. Let's, we're all racking our brains because obviously we can't have a lot of people. So we can't, we got to find out something we can do. And then we're like, wait a second. Uh, you know, it hit me one day. Said so we do a lot of things on Facebook Live. We do a lot of tours. A lot mm. of people watch those. Said, so how can we leverage that? How can we leverage people watching things virtually? Because we don't need a TV studio anymore to beam out to people. Right. Like mm. we can have this great access to people without having like a full TV studio like you would have even 15 years ago. Right. Um, oh, yeah. So we said like oh, let's use that. And so we said let's have a telephone. So we're taking inspiration from PBS, from Jerry Lewis, from. Like half of the Muppet movies, I think, have the same plot. Um, I mean, bring a bunch of talents <laughs> together, um, put these talents out there, and, and ask for the community's help. So that's what we're doing. We're having tons of different groups come together, uh, put on these talents for um, the betterment of the museum to show off. We got eight hours of programming, and it's a week from tonight. Uh, it's uh, Tuesday, December 1st. That's Giving Tuesday. So it's already a day people are talking about giving back to their community. And uh, we're going to be on from uh, noon to 8 p.m. with, uh, you know, dozens of acts and fun things. And we're encouraging people to uh, throw a couple bucks towards the museum. If everybody who watched gave us a couple bucks, we'd make it through the winter, no problem. It's an easy right. way for us to, to come together. Or, uh, you know, if people, we ask for donations. But we also know that, like, sometimes people want something for their money. We, people, you know, you don't want to just give things away. We uh, obviously accept donations, but we're not a total charity case. We can <laughs> offer something of value. To the community and that's where our memberships come in so exactly and you were telling us right before we went live it's um might as well tell them what they get and how much it costs yeah so memberships um for 45 dollars, you can get an individual membership uh i think family memberships for two adults and up to four children are 85 dollars. so it's you notice that's a pretty good deal when you add it up but you get into all of our sites as many times as you want throughout the year so all four sites Discounts at the store, early grab for tickets and programs throughout the year. We have like uh, paranormal events, uh, investigations. We have different festivals and fundraisers and fun things throughout the year. This is a great way to get in on those early by being a member. And it's uh, a great way to support the museum. So you get us a little bit of money over the winter. We can uh, stay open over the winter. I don't think the museum's not in any threat of like closing permanently, having to lock the doors. Let me say that. But... We are in danger of having to, you know, like lay off the staff over the winter, and that'd be really tough for us because exhibits don't just spring up out of nowhere. They uh, yep. it takes a long time to put stuff together. Lots of planning goes into, you know, a future year. So, exactly. But buying a membership now, uh, they make great gifts. They're a great way to support the museum, and you get to come and visit and see all the cool things we're going to work on over the winter. Next summer, when hopefully, you know, there's a vaccine, we're not as worried about mm -hmm. all the COVID, and you'll be able to, you know, climb the lighthouse, you'll be able to go on the light ship, all those fun things. Exactly. And the, it's not like some memberships where you think, oh, I have to use it within only these six months. Yeah, it's a full year. And that starts right from the day you purchase it, right? Well, it, actually, from right when you get it. And I think some of our memberships... We're even prorating a little bit if our, if our sites do have to close again, like they did this year, depending on numbers. We, we prorated all of that, so people got their year even later, because we didn't want people to have a membership that they couldn't use. Right, so, and, which is better, because you don't see a lot of places giving out like that, too. As, especially in the time crunch and the money crunch. Yeah, well. it's, it's tough for everybody, absolutely, but we, we just like to see ourselves as a 
valuable member of the community. We want to be there uh, to tell this area's story. We want to be a place where the community can come in to learn, enjoy things, bring their kids. We're kind of like the Blue Water Area's attic. That's where I pulled all this out from. <laughs> Museums uh, so many times wind up as a uh, get out of guilt free card. Where people right. are like, you know, your folks die. You don't, you don't want their old set of china or something like that. Now, right. I'm not saying to do that because we've got lots of sets of china. Uh, you know, right. we, we are kind of careful on, on what we can take into the collection and, and take care of and make sure we're not duplicating. But yeah, it's it's... How a lot of museums operate is that get out a guilt-free card. You're not mm. throwing it away. You're not even, you know, sending it over to like Salvation Army to be sold. Like, you know, <laughs> you're placing it in the care. So the museum is always looking for uh, ways to add the collection and items to better tell the Blue Water mm. area story. Exactly. Julia says, "Hooray, museum!" <laughs> hey, we all say that. Um, again, before we go to the commercial. Tell them we're going to be on again for the telephone. Yeah, so that is next week, uh, Tuesday, December 1st, Giving Tuesday, uh, from 12 to 8 on Facebook Lives, uh, Facebook Live, Port Huron Museums. Uh, it's our first, hopefully first annual uh, community telethon. So look up Port Huron Museums on Facebook. You're probably watching this on there. Uh, and uh, give us a like, give us a follow, and you'll be able to see that pop up in a week. 12 to 8 next Tuesday. And I'm definitely going to be watching myself. So. And also, for, before we go to break, if you're thinking about doing it, but thinking about how the money crunch is, all four sites will get you in as a family, a little over 20 bucks a site. So that's not a bad ordeal, especially you got, especially you got that going on if you're worried about a money mm -hmm. crunch. So you can visit there all A normal sites. site tickets 10 bucks, so you're oh, saving yeah. a ton of money. You're saving right. a boatload right. of money at the moment. Especially money. when you think just down the road, you're it's smaller technically at <laughs> the Henry Ford, it's like a hundred bucks plus for one day. Not including food and all that too, so it's definitely a lot cheaper to go to plus, a local place. Plus, you're supporting your community, you're supporting your own, you're supporting other people who want to come here and watch the history of Port Huron grow. Exactly. So that's um. Thank you again, and we definitely want you to come on again, hopefully. And yeah. <laughs> well, I can always dig in. I can learn a little bit more about sports. I've already learned a lot. Um, guys, now so. that you said that, you're going to be the next broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> But no, seriously, thank you, though, and we do appreciate what you brought on today and then talking about your event next week. Well, so, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And definitely um, see you next time, and then um, we'll be back right after these commercial breaks.
Hey guys, it's Crystal from the Port Huron Prowlers. Back to you from behind the scenes. I'm with Mitz today, and Mitz and I are here to give you guys some um, examples of things the guys would like on the bus trip. Mitz, do you think the guys would like granola bars? What about fruit and vegetables? Okay, not vegetables, but how about fruit? Um, cases of water? What about some Powerade and Gatorade? Well, there you have it. Some true facts of what Mitz thinks our boys should have on the road trips. Thanks for watching and enjoy the show.
guys, we're back. Hello, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't show you. I'm sorry, Rob. Oh, um, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways. Uh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> we got the gang back. <laughs> but we were just having a big distraction from her earlier, so I was like. It wasn't from me this time. It was all from you. Come on. <laughs> so <laughs> let's get to this, though. Um, there's been a lot of stuff that's been said over the last week. Um, especially when we said last week, literally minutes after the show was released. Yeah. But we got done with the show last week. We said December 18th. We, of course, we said that was not set in stone. Okay. But literally minutes after our show ended, the league released a statement saying the new tentative date is January 15th. So, the day before my birthday. <sighs> so, <laughs> so maybe there'll be a game on my birthday this year. We're hoping. We're hoping. <laughs> but, I mean, it, let's hope that stays true, though, because January 15th is definitely way later than we were expecting. Yep. Um, definitely what we're used to too. But you gotta understand what's going on right now is that mm-hmm. um, it, not, it's not just the prowlers and everybody in the FPHL is going through the same ordeal. It's even the major leagues that's going through. Yeah. It. Right. So now yeah. we're now we're looking at um, we're looking at now the um, NBA and the NHL will later start dates than normal. Right now they both will be working and both be we both be all be going to games. But now it's like. We now have later start dates. What happened? How come they ended over the summer? And now we're going to go start in December. The NBA has planned to start before Christmas. Right. Hopefully. Right. Uh, and the NHL is probably by the new year. So, with anybody with a later start date, we don't know what's about to happen. But that's like we say, it's all tentative. And let's hope that tentative becomes rock solid soon. I'm hoping we're. Fingers and toes crossed, people. Fingers and toes crossed. Right. And I know you didn't get your say in last week of my mentor. So what do you, about that situation before we go into anything else? About them folding abruptly, what what are your thoughts on that one? Mentor folding is a sad situation what's going on throughout the whole states of America. Yes, I know that this virus has hit anybody hard, but mentor, losing a rival like mentor, you know, losing them. Because of this, sucks for everybody, all the players, all the front office. So hopefully, they, everybody can stand up on their feet, go somewhere else, do everything they need to do to get by. You know, I'm hoping that maybe one day they'll come back. Hopefully, maybe next season, maybe the season after. But as for mental closing, we lost a rival. And it definitely said true because on Sunday they elected to. Um, Keep the rights to their logo and name too, so that's definitely something that. Mm. Well, that's a positive then they did that. Yeah. So Very we positive. so we so we may see them again uh, next season. Right. Keeping keeping yeah. everything positive perspective. And so let's hope that something they can get something situated, and I know they had an issue hammering down stuff that was in the release that wasn't completely hammered down. So that might have been the issue right there. So giving that extra year. There's might be something that they can fix out. So we're looking at possibly still ten teams at start of the twenty one twenty two season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that that's something we're looking forward to. Uh, technically eleven, if you added mentor. Eleven. Because oh, we have three teams dormant right now. 
we have Delaware, Motor City, and Bloomington all dormant. And then Mentor, if you add in that, that's four. So adding four to seven is... Eleven. Eleven. So. Can, we get the, can we get Better Creek back? <laughs> I mean, I will. <laughs> better management, So I take though. it, Chris, that you're not using the Common Core math to figure out your... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of failed math in high school, so... I'm but we kidding. didn't use Common Core in <laughs> true, true. That's kind of um, <laughs> that's a tricky situation with some parents though too. So. No, I don't want to talk about um, the Common Core map, please. I, I just wonder how do you balance a checkbook with Common Core? Um, I really do. How do you balance a checkbook with Common Core? That's technical difficulties going off air. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> but anyways, no, that's something that's definitely. Interesting to think about that. <laughs> um, but no, a mentor could always, especially pop up in a different city as yeah. well. And it'd um, be, you know, even if that, it'd be really nice. I, if it's an arena issue or if it's some other type of issue, you know, it's mm. nice to have that even if they're in a different state, you know, mm. whatever, um, getting our, this league to, to succeed and keeping it succeeding. You know, the love of hockey. And, you right, know, it exactly. comes down to the love of hockey. And, and it's sad to see the, the amount of players, you know, because we know not all the players are going to get picked up in, in dispersal that drafts or, or in other leagues. You know, and it's sad to see them not get to play. The bad, it really is. The bad part is that the state of Ohio lost not just one hockey team in the last five years, but now two. Yeah. Um, it's technically in the last five years. You think about the Dayton Gems as well, so that's technically yep. three. I mean, I count the, I count the city of Dayton as one whole, anyways. Same way true. as us. True. You know, uh, granted, we how many leagues we've been through in the last thirteen years? <laughs> I mean, we're not going to talk about that one again. Technical difficulties. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> yeah, again, I'll say that at least one of those teams probably used the Common Core math. <laughs> that's Again. why, that's why oh, I don't want to say that part because then then we might get in trouble for you know saying who who that person was. That's probably why that person didn't succeed even when she moved it out of Michigan. Uh, let's just say that Pennsylvania did not win none of that deal. <laughs> yeah, I feel sorry for him. Yeah, Keystone was. Is a great city. It is. And I feel sorry for him. Yeah. As soon as she left here, I felt sorry for him. You know, again, I worked directly with that team, and I loved working with the team. You know, and I wasn't there for her. For her, I was there for the kids. Because it was a junior league. If, you know, if it wasn't for the kids, I probably would have quit along right. long before, I, you know, she even left. You know, I was doing 50-50 in Chuck-a-Puck, and I loved it. It was a lot of fun. Um, again, I was raising the money to keep the kids on the ice. Right. Yep. And that's, we need more people that are like you too that go out there and do it. That's just so we can have something to go and watch. Yep. Especially in these trying times where we need exactly that. We need the, that relief in something that is stressful. <coughs> but until we get people that realize that though, that's, we'll, we'll unfortunately not get to that point where we're exactly ready to have that kind of hockey team back. I think we got the hockey team back. It's just, it's, we got to keep the fans and keep everybody 
that loves hockey mm-hmm. involved in us doing the show is right. helps with that trying you know to get as much information we can possibly get to help you know, get out to them right you know that yeah. hockey is hopefully and that we plan it for it to be here to stay like exactly. Joe's always saying it's here to stay and Barry and, just re-upped for another five right. years so that's and then, you know that's the great ten news years. you exactly. know it's we, we and that's what we need to do we need to keep getting the word out there mm-hmm. and um answer as many questions as we possibly answer yes. if we can't we'll f- do our best to find out Yes, exactly. And, and, and I mean, honestly, go ahead. I think this is actually going to be the longest hockey team we ever had. I mean, truth be told, I still believe that Port Heron is still a hockey city. When I first came here, it was a hockey city. Yeah. Mm. I came here to like, I came here to watch the flags. I came here to watch the Ice Hawks. You know, best fans in the world I ever could have met. Yes. You know, best fans in the world. Even when the pro teams that had the junior teams, people still religious religiously went to go watch hockey. Yes. And now that the pros are here, mm-hmm. people the same people still religiously go watch hockey. Yep. You know, yeah. myself included. So it plus it's a I'm got gonna say it's a cheap day, it's an entertaining day. Mm-hmm. Um for I will say for our, our town, it's a, it's it's a cheap date. For it, but see, I can't call you know, it. <laughs> I can't call it cheap because it's entertaining. It's entertainment. Right. It's right. two and a half hours. And that's the thing. It's a lot of fun. It's entertaining. You know, and I understand, you know, for like the bigger families, yeah, it's not all that cheap, as you guys say. But, you know, for what you're going to pay to go watch a movie to eat and everything compared to a movie and to go to, go to the hockey game, I find it to be cheaper. I ain't gonna tell a lot of movies are more expensive. A lot, a lot more expensive. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's cheaper to go. I, to I'm not, game. but but see, I can't. Oh, I man. mean, granted, yes, it's cheaper to go to the game, but I'm not calling it cheap. Cheap, and cheap degrades it all the way through. And there's still the option of getting, just like the museum, getting the membership. You can get your season tickets where it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. I, um, I forgot how much I was paying for my season tickets this year. I didn't get them because not knowing what's going on, everything being held off, mm-hmm. you know. Right. But um. It's it's not bad. It's I didn't right. pay that much for them. I think it was um, what two nineteen. I thought it was two. No, it was under two thirty five on the early bird, two seventy on normal. But still cheaper than yeah. every yeah. single game. Oh yeah, exactly. exactly. You would you would have spent over three hundred easily. Easily, yeah. if and you weren't to buy them early. Um, but still, that's an amazing price. And the, and the nice part is usually if everything's going normal, they'll even do a payment plan. You know, for you, so you're not mm-hmm. having to drop the whole thing all at once. You know, and it's Joe and his team are very lenient on that. They're, they'll work with essentially any. And usually, the only restriction on the payment plans that has to be paid off by October first. Yeah, but it's like even that I've seen him them <coughs> do, um, especially in your case, do it month by month in certain situations too. No, I do my sons. I buy his month right. by month. You know. Um, I was I had season tickets for me usually, but I can't afford to do two season tickets. So right. and he wasn't living with me at the time, so I didn't know when he was coming. So I always did his month to month. But still, you know, I'd go in, I'd buy six tickets at once. Right. You know, sometimes and you know sometimes yeah they'd have a discount going on at the time if you bought mul- multiple tickets. Right. You know sometimes I'll buy you buy four you get two free. Right. You know, but that's usually open to everybody. Exactly. You know? So, most like, either way, is they, they'll still do anything to keep yep. the fan coming in. Oh, yes. 
And the, um, the funny thing is, Joe was just talking about that too on his podcast. Um, doing like a um, essential workers thing where giving everybody that was like a waitress a free ticket to the game. <laughs> so that's something that the team loves to do is help out. Oh everybody. yeah, they, they do a lot of giveaways and a lot of like, nice stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's what we were talking to um, about too is they, you know, maybe we can have a museum night there this year for to help mm-hmm. the museum or something. You know. Exactly. You know, something to you know, help the community. Because again, like we were saying earlier, every we're all just trying to work together to keep everything going for the community and help the yeah, community. Right. You know, because if if your community ain't succeeding either, you, you're gonna. That's when everything is gonna be gone. Exactly. It will start be. crashing. You know, and um, we have to keep our community stuff going. You know, our local businesses. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm even seeing you know some of these corporates. Because if you know, sadly to say, if you don't shop at Walmart or all that eventually they'll shut those ones down because they're not getting the business. Mm-hmm. And then where are you going to go get your groceries? Exactly. You know, so I'm not just saying, I, we do need to do a lot of our mom and pop shops too. Right. But we have, it's, it's, it's just the community. It. We need to keep our community going. Definitely have a well-rounded kind right. of sense. So. Yes. So. Um, I definitely want to help our small businesses and everything too, you know, but unfortunately, you don't have no small grocery store chains here. So, um, it, again, what are you, what are you going to do? You gotta we do have, we have country style markets. Um, that is actually opening in downtown. Yes. But so until it's there, until right. there, we still have a Walmart Kroger's. Yeah. You know, we, we still have stores. Either way it goes, we still have stores and places that still need our help. And us being hockey gurus, you know, <laughs> we want to help this. We want to help out the community here in Port Huron. And in other places like Mentor as well, as they're going through mm-hmm. another hard time. Yes. So, on that note, um, good luck to everybody out there in Mentor. Hopefully, we'll see y'all again um, in the coming season. Because, truth be told, I'm planning to make a trip down there to Ohio. Mm-hmm. I miss the state. I'm not going to lie, I do. Um, you know, I was sad to see the, um, the hair. I mean, ago. Yeah, that's yeah, that was yeah. one of those things that just went. Yeah. Because I, I was um, planning to make a trip down there, but. My schedule got I think we were all actually at that, that time that we were all getting ready to go down there. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a road trip planned, and then all of a sudden it's just. But, but you know, truth, truth, truth be told, we want everybody to mm-hmm. support the community and support each other as a whole. And this is what we want. This is what we're asking for y'all to do. Yeah. So, all right. you know, good luck to everybody who's been displaced by mentors shutting the doors. And I hope you guys can get on your feet again. Yeah. So. I do want to bring up a little, to lighten up the mood after all that um, sadness. Um, something that we saw last year and to poke fun at one of our, um, somebody that we always pick fun at, um, David Nippard. I hope everyone remembers this video because it came from this guy's phone right here. I know <laughs> these three are like, what, are, what is he planning? But it's like, <laughs> let's just get into this. I mean, 
does anybody recognize what team that was? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mental, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's when he went basically apeshit crazy on the guy. That was Mr. <laughs> Slapshot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that... <laughs> but that's why it's like I, I always have to pick fun at David Nipper for that because he'll stick up for his um, team no matter what and it's just, it's all happened to still be on the hard drive and it was against the team that we were just talking about. So to have that kind of fun just sitting there and to have a hockey, hockey video during a time where we don't have any hockey. Yep. So, and um, I'm sorry, you were about to say something, Mike? I mean, I gotta admit, Nipper, we still want you on the show. No matter what cost, you know, we still want you on the show. You got called up when we had you playing, and you, you know, best wishes to you as well. But, man, come on. Mm-hmm. You got to come on the show. It's, it's good. It's good. I mean, we love to have fun. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. This guy right here, he'll distract you no matter what. <laughs> so it keeps you on your toes when we're giving you an interview, so. Um, let's just hope that he doesn't go back to Taco Bell. There was also another recent video that I planned on um, playing last week that came out of the European leagues that was um, aired recently on NBC Sports. And we'll get a lot of laughs, honestly, because not... <laughs> A lot of um, scorers are known to do these kind of like celebrations after goals. So um, let's just get into it. És így már terbot jöhet, terbot benszorban a csollák lövő helyzet gól, gól hatalmas gól, meg a csollák és nem tudom, hogy önök láttak még ilyet. Csollák gól öröménél megjúrott a palánk és kiszakadt a palánk. Hát ma ilyet én még nem láttam. Reméljük Csolláknak semmi baja nem történt. Talán még akik közvetítenek akármilyen mérkőzést, még ők se láttak talán ilyet. Hát Csollák hatalmas volt egy ember szituációból, és kiszakadt a palánk. I mean, that's... The European League is... They love their real gas over there. And... And the, they go by Olympic standards, and a lot of Olympic standards require real gas, though. I gotta admit, though, I mean... There had to be a weak point there somewhere. The guy was like over 300 pounds or something. Right. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was actually watching those. The one that I watched. Gol! 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 Reméljük Csolláknak semmi baja nem történt. Talán még akik közvetítenek akármilyen mérkőzést, még ők se láttak talán ilyet. Csollák hatalmas volt, hogy ember egy szituációból, és kiszakadt a palánk. How many of the fans have actually been in the arena when we had the wood boards compared to oh, the uh, boards we have now? Um, I like the wooden ones. Yeah, yeah. Only thing I didn't like about the wood ones was when I worked the tournament, you actually had to go out on the ice to get into the boxes. You know, and if 
You're not very good on ice yet. It's not the so, point. Especially freshly laid ice, you know, going back to the, the box. Yeah. So what did you hear him say, Kelly? Because she completely missed what you said. What I was saying is I, um, I've watched videos that you, you can t type in um, goal celebrations and see how many people actually go through the glass instead of um, bouncing off it like they're supposed to. Mm -hmm. So, but especially with the wood boards that we used to have too. Yes. Were saying. Yeah, we, we had wood boards and they didn't give, they don't have the give like they, the new boards do. You know, they, they weren't forgiven. At all. No. So, they um, you can actually um, see on a lot of the guys' older uniforms, I have a few of the uniforms from when I was working um, with the teams that still have the red paint from the wood boards on the arms and shoulders of the um, right. jersey. Right. But um, it is commercial time, though, so that's... Um, Definitely have that break. Uh, so we'll be right back after these messages. She said the video got played again and the video took over the volume. from behind the scenes. I'm with Mitz today, and Mitz and I are here to give you guys some um, examples of things the guys would like on the bus trip. Mitz, do you think the guys would like granola bars? What about fruit and vegetables? Okay, not vegetables, but how about fruit? Um, cases of water? What about some Powerade and Gatorade? Well, there you have it. Some true facts of what Mitz thinks our boys should have on the road trips. Thanks for watching and enjoy the show.
do we have to do too to and I will and I will and I will mention that too. But the whole um, thing I have been saying right the whole time, everybody do everybody else. You still gotta be safe, you still yeah. gotta be sane, you still gotta be And safe like I said, I'm not you saying not to wear a mask, it's just I can't wear it for a long period of time because I do have major breathing. And, <laughs> and, and there are some and, and there are other um, people there are other people that I know that can't wear one. Yeah. You know, I will wear it in short terms when, when I have to, but you know, for like doing this here, I can't sit here for an hour and something and wear and wear the mask. I can't. There's people who are worse off. The people that I know that are worse off than you. Right. So I mean, whatever your decision transpires, I respect it. As long as you do the three S's, I have no problem. With right. It. You know. Yeah. You know. You gotta. You oh, know. Uh, and don't worry about anything else. What's the uh, tenth question in there, Chris? Um, stuff that I prefer not to talk about just yet. All right. But, uh, Tim, I am doing better, and so thank you for asking. He knows the whole situation, so that's. All right, but we we gonna hop off. We gonna hop off. The main thing is that we are here together. We mm -hmm. are here doing the show right now. Mm -hmm. So, mind, mind you, there was a dispersal draft that happened for mentor for some of the players. So, um, that's what I've been trying to get up on my phone. So that's okay. don't yeah. don't yell at me for like being on my phone, guys. Right, we we all here. We all here. <laughs> but normally I'm not, so that's my own. Right. <laughs> you know, but how are we supposed? You know, you did too when we got the show going because you're looking for questions that we missed. Right. Like to answer. We, that's part of why we got we got the questions coming up on the side of the computer. We got them come up on our phone. You know, that way we can answer as many questions as possible. Right. Right. So the first one, guys, that got selected um, was Dominic Harvath, sorry, by Port Huron. That was our first selection out there. Which it's kind of weird because we all got three selections this time. Mm -hmm. When normally it's been two. So yeah, I know. It's pretty shocking. Yeah, so, but you got to think, too, normally we only get two because there's more teams, you know, selected from it. You know, true. this time there's, you know, seven, lot, there's seven teams. <laughs> so, right. you know... How many players do we want to keep exactly you know, going through? So, Dominic Colbert, though, um, he played 12 games with the um, mentor last year. He had played the first part with Elmira, though. I was going to say that. Was, isn't that an Elmira jersey? Yep. And ended up with two goals and three assists total last year. He's still technically a rookie. Um, Colbert. We know him up in the East Upper Rowdies for being a dick as a defenseman, <laughs> essentially. He's yeah. <laughs> but you know, like we always say too, you know, what if they're playing against us, they're you know, that's you know, they're fair game, you know, we see trades all year round, you know, players getting mm -hmm. traded, you know, and if they come to our team, you know, it help if it helps our team, that's great. You know, we that's what we want. You know, we that's what we're, you know, you adjust to your new team, you know, and, right. you know, if it's a, an improvement for our team, that's great. Joe does a great job picking players. He must have saw something in the guy, you know. Exactly, and he's. So we would welcome to the team. And know? he's definitely a bigger defenseman, exactly what Joe likes in his defenseman, yes. so. So we're back, so hopefully we stay this time, guys, and I'm. Let's see if we keep you guys this time, but anyways, stay here for a minute, guys. We're sorry about the technical difficulties right now. We're we're just talking about how internet starts, as, as, especially as of late, 
it starts to get like everybody's um, getting home from work is getting yeah yeah and and we lost you again and kelly says so far so good bomb Hovart, though, Let, let's go back to that, though. Um, while we get the chance, Hovart, what are your guys' thoughts on that pickup? Not bad, actually. Mm-hmm. I actually really like it. Um, so the next pickup, though, we had as the... Um, uh, let me get back into it. Sorry, guys. That's all right. Our next pickup was Thomas Muccello. We need oh, to try no. So what we need to do is invest in a um, Wi-Fi booster. Yes, exactly. So Thomas, that way we can plug in and you know, right. pick up better. Mm-hmm. So Thomas Muccello, like we said, let's get this done before we get the, um, kicked off again. Yeah. He got 18 goals, I believe it said, with Delaware last year. And yeah, 12 goals, 18 assists last year with Delaware. And so that's something that's definitely well needed in a forward. Um, and a great pickup by Joe. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's a good pickup. Definitely a good pickup. And something well needed. We need something, someone that, especially coming out of um, D3, like he's. He came out of Babson College. So that's something coming straight out of college last year, having that kind of production, which we haven't seen since Yanni Liarcos. Yep. So that's the only difference is he came out of the GOHF. So that's something that needs to go on. We have a lot of people that can score, but we need that third and fourth line production that will pick up. And then coming into our last pickup, though, Austin Weber. Who's that? Back? Weber. Oh, him. Still um, sounds familiar. We did, yeah, we did actually have him last year. That's what I thought. Um, I was going to say, he sounds familiar. Um, played 12 games at the start of the season with Battle Creek. Um, got only one assist. Played eight games with us in the middle of the season, one goal, one assist, and then finished out with three games. Actually, ended really well with Mentor. Played only three games, but got three goals to and two assists with them. So he ended his season really well last year. <laughs> and hopefully, even though he has had that long break, he can still pick up something to pick up that same kind of production. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that might be the reason why Joe picked him up is because he saw something in him to really go and start picking up on. Looking at the stat line, he looks like a line four guy, like a checking line guy. That's um, what we need. You know, yeah. a, a great potential scorer as well. That's the question I had for Mike. What do you think about the other leagues, you know, going with no checking? Ooh. Oh God, that's. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't. I mean, it's hockey. It's, it's, it's hockey as a whole. If you love the sport, you love the athleticism. Well, my point is with the, uh, the check-in is, you know, 
without checking, it's going to be a lot of, to me, it's going to make the score a little bit higher because you're not being able to, to try not to get out the puck as much, and it's going to be able to, you know. But, however, that's also tends to bad blood happening. But, you know, again, it is, it's the type of sport that hockey is. We've normally always had checking. Right, right. Know. But, I mean, it happens so, you know, you don't have the anger and zinks to go after somebody. I've seen no checking before. It's not a really good look. I mean, because you're going to have more guys to brag and say, hi, you can't hit me and get railroaded. Just well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and hook and yank down and, you know. This works. Adam decided to hook and yank down. Then we're talking um, what, Marty McSorley. You know, the uh, the uh, baseball. Oh, baseball. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised you forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. You know, um, the two-handed the, swing with the stick. In the head. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we, we can have instances like that with no checking. Uh, I mean, I admit you want to keep your players safe. I do admit that, but it's hockey. Even football hits. I mean, in football, it, I think hockey have more players, um, more padding than football players does. So, to have a no-checking league in hockey, I, I I don't see it lasting that long, honestly. If it does, more power to them. If it don't, I hate to say I told you so, but <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my point. You know, you know, to me, it's part of hockey to get the guy off the puck. You know, you know, check him off the puck. You know, I mean, there's other skills that you use to get the guy off the puck. I was going to admit that, but even, we, but even, but even, but the, the, the fun part of of it is to hit the guy off the puck. You know, yeah, yeah right? that's the fun part. But me, I do commend the OHL for trying to have a season or two with the Canadian government having those implications. And they're still trying to give their fans something to cheer for, even in these screwed up times. At the same time, however, you're not going to see it happen in NHL because most of the players that most players that come from the NHL are coming from leagues like the OHL and the AHL. You're not going to see that happen in transpire. Exactly. You're not NHL. You, you bring a guy from the in, from the OHL to the NHL, he's going to get railroaded. Right. You, you got a yeah. gap right there. Well, and that's that's part of my thing too. It's like I, I always said is. If even in the younger leagues, as they get into the other leagues, they start teaching them other things because it's going to be in the higher leagues that they're going to be in, and they don't want, like you just said, you want you don't want that kid getting railroaded into the wall. Right. You, you got to start getting them ready for what they're going to be expecting when they get into the other leagues. And plus, you, you know? can plus you cannot teach speed and skill to everybody, you because know, everybody's got that mentality mindset. Even the fifth one, yeah, you could teach skill, lifting the stick, and getting the puck. However, when the time comes, you got that two-on-one breakout, you got to stop somebody, and you're close enough to that guy, you're not going to teach yeah. him, hey, move the stick out right there. No, you're not going to teach that. Right. You're going to teach him to push him off the puck. Exactly. I mean, now, exactly. are they, which reminds me, are they banning all hitting, or are they banning the major hits? Uh, um, ac- they're not banning the um, stuff that was accidental. It's all coincidental stuff. So basically, you could push a guy off the puck. So now it's still pushing. I mean, uh, uh, but that's where it's. Once again, we still fall that line of what is and what isn't considered. Man, yeah. That's something that's. Because that's going to be the discretion of the referee, you know. Uh-huh. You know and that's where 
that's where the bad calls come from when it's always this discretion. And of, I've seen the and, and I've seen the referees in any league. They are just and, and I'm not saying it's because that they're making bad calls. I'm saying because that's when things get missed and when things happen is because it's you're taking so much of it away, of the game away, and now they're responsible for you know is that a bad is that a bad hit or is that a good hit? You know you're putting more and more on that ref. Um, I'm going to be completely honest. And I'm going to talk about the NFL for a minute. Um, they had the pass interference rule. Oh, right. which, which which still didn't work in the NFL. Period. They got rid of it. You could replay a pass interference and it could be so blatant. The ref like, nope, wasn't pass interference. We're not going to wish it wasn't that. Or it was that. Mm-hmm. So they got rid of it this year. That's the same way the always is going to be like, oh, we're not going to hit. But you're going to be so much hitting regardless of what happens in that league. So that you're going to be like, yeah, you know what? Matter of fact, I'll give you a better example. Silver sticks, the bigger guys, the silver sticks, the older kids. There was no hitting the silver sticks. Mm-hmm. Especially especially not in the silver sticks. Even the older kids. Guess what they still did? They still railroaded. They still railroaded for Right, because of the fact that, you know, a lot of, this hard part, like, a lot of these teams will come over from uh, Canada or whatever. And then, you know, because the rule, the rule changes. And it, they can do it in the league that they're in all year. And they come over for a tournament, and all of a sudden they can't do it. Exactly. You know, you're not ready, and you're not always used to it, and then you just instincts. You do what you normally do on that. I'm exactly. not gonna tell you. I didn't see none of the Canadian teams, but I saw more of the American teams. Right, but league. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm saying. I'm just saying. When it, you're, you're able to do it during the league, your regular league all year, and then you go into a tournament, and all of a sudden you can't do it. It's not always. Um, yeah, I understand you want to protect the players. I do understand that. However. Taking on hitting in hockey is like taking four wheels off a car. Just like I don't like, um, I don't like the uh, automatic icing rolls. I, I can deal with the automatic. I can deal with the automatic icing. I can deal with it. And then the other so. one, <laughs> but the, the one I, I mean, like, uh, what was a good example this year that the last Silver Six tournament that they, uh, the new rule they put in effect. Uh, the penalty thing, the icing. Oh, icing during penalty. When it's five on four, what? It's wait, 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 You can't. Words, the, you can't the, ice the puck. You can't. The team that's got only got the four four players on the ice cannot ice the puck no more. I mean, okay. We're the whole go point the, is when when you're on, on the penalty is to try and keep it out of your zone, and you know to believe it or not, I can see some positives in that. Not many. I can see some. I mean. You make the kids more athletic and more thought progressive. You want more of a tech standpoint, especially <laughs> that last minute. I mean, but it's, I, I get, I get it's a rule. I get it's a rule. But because there's a positive to that. But, but we had the instinct. He was, you were there for that one. Yeah. It was a five on three because they had a double penalty going. Now you're even worse because what do you do with the puck when you only got three players in there? So I got a thing for you guys. Let's continue this after break. Okay. So let's go back to these commercials and then we'll be up back for another last segment and hopefully we don't get kicked off. So be right with us, guys. We'll be right back.
Hey guys, it's Crystal from the Port Huron Prowlers. Back to you from behind the scenes. I'm with Mitz today, and Mitz and I are here to give you guys some um, examples of things the guys would like on the bus trip. Mitz, do you think the guys would like granola bars? What about fruit and vegetables? Okay, not vegetables, but how about fruit? Um, cases of water? What about some Powerade and Gatorade? Well, there you have it. Some true facts of what Mitz thinks our boys should have on the road trips. Thanks for watching and enjoy the show.
Welcome oh, back. Oh, give some enthusiasm on that. <laughs> Watch enthusiasm. Oh, There's plenty of enthusiasm to give on that. Come on. We are Say back. Just go. Hi. <laughs> we are back. Welcome back to Main Street Parlors. Yeah, that's how you supposed to Yes, say. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely should have to get some laughs on that. So. But anyways, that's... that's Dispersal draft night where we're talking about it. Yeah, but we were on the subject of the, the silver stick rule. Yeah, uh, yeah, true. Yeah, that's so debate away again, guys. <laughs> well, my last point of this is that I that that penalty ordeal. Um, I heard what you said during the break, and I heard what you said during the break, mm-hmm. and truth be told, I do see a positive in that rule about athletic. Being having kids be more athletic, however, with you guys at the point, um, I'm with you guys, they need to get rid of it. Honestly, I if they made it more widespread, I'd agree with it because I don't think they should personally give an advantage to the team that has the penalty. And I do see it as, as an advantage because they can just waste time by jumping it, but it's not so widespread. And it's in a tournament that's mid-season where they're used to just dumping anyways. So that's that's my but that's, again, it goes back to the where we were talking about the same thing is, you know, not being able to do certain moves in in mm-hmm. the tournaments. that, And it's not just the Silver Stick tournaments, other tournaments, not being able to do certain things in the tournaments that they do in the regular year, exactly. the whole year. You know, how do you transition from being able to do something to immediately right now, just this weekend only, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you so know, it's that transitional thing that we were talking about earlier. You know, you're teaching them to, to get ready for other leagues, and then you, you can't do certain things back and forth. You, you make make it harder on the game. You can, exactly. Right, right. I will agree to that. Someone that hasn't piped up, though. Come on, guys. This person right here. So what do you think about that role? Uh... Actually, the more, it, it actually helps out in the long run, honestly. So he's different from the rest of us. Yeah. I, like I they have the, the pros and cons on it. It's yeah. just, you know, the whole point, That's, though, when you're, uh, to me, though, part of the reason I, when you're on the penalty, though, is, you know, you dump, you're always taught, you're, you're taught to dump the puck. Mm. You know, so again, when you come into a tournament and you oh, can't dump the puck. No. <laughs> oh. oh, wait. It's I, wait. I changed my question answer. It's the other way. I changed my question and my answer. I changed everything. Yeah, I played I, the fifth. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, in the point of what Chris was saying, I kind of do agree. That's what they're taught all year that, that mm-hmm. they can't dump the puck. That's one thing. But when you go in all season, you, you dump the puck. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, it's instinct to just get rid of the puck. It is. Exactly. Same, yeah, thing, same, thing, same thing with the OHL and hitting. Same as that 30 you know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but, okay, where we continuing on, I know we talked about this first draft, but I got to bring this up. Our three goalies are coming back. Yes. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, finally confirmed. It is confirmed. Pauline, Scott, and Simmons, or Simons, Simmons, Simons, I... I can't, I can't get past these, right? Right. I, you know, three mainstay proverb goalies are back. Right. Once this season and kicks off. That'll be 
almost unbeatable for anybody now. And especially adding Scott into the mix. It's, he'll be able to reconnect with Tippin as well. Because mm-hmm. they were those two, from, if rumor has it true, those two were basically best friends and they were unstoppable duo. Didn't they win a championship with them? Uh, I believe so. When they uh, beat us? Um, I believe that was um, 2017. 18? 2018. Watertown, right? Yes, yeah. Watertown. They were all over Watertown when they beat us. So, But if you want to go about goalies, though, too, um, the one huge, huge name that was left untouched during that whole dispersal draft is Jake Mullen. If you remember Jake Mullen, he was basically the heart and soul of Mentor last year. Especially yeah. when everyone was being called up to SPHL from them. He was literally their glue in that. So him not to be called up and even be taking in a dispersal draft is kind of shocking to me. But you got to understand that maybe he had a bigger goal in mind that, you know, some some guys are really good at meeting when we well, sit first grade, I, I think want to move up. Yeah, I was going to also say, you know, Nothing against him because he is a very good goalie. He really is. Mm. But a lot of these teams probably already feel that their goalie spots are filled, you know, and that they're happy with what they have, you know, because most of the teams that are still here are, you know, really good teams. They're, they're really all really good teams. True. You know, so how do you pick up a, a goalie and replace a goalie if your goalie's already doing his job? Yeah. Right. It falls under the rule. If it's not broken, don't fix it. Right. right. You know, so if you got your your goalies, you know, it's, you know, you, you leave it alone. You do. Like I said, again, he's a great player. He's an excellent player. Um, you know, one of the ones we love right now when he's here. You know, so. But, <laughs> but he yeah. gives it right back to us. So yes, he does. Yes. You know, but he, like I said, I'm not saying nothing against his goaltending. And, you know, he's a good goalie. But when, when you already have your goalies and – you know, the goalies are there, you know, to do their job, and you got to build around them too. Right. You know, so if you're, you got to have that good defense to help that goalie, you know, to keep the puck away from, mm. from him. You know, and right now I think that's what a lot of the Kings are looking at is getting their defense and, you know, mm-hmm. their other players. Right. You know, because their goalies aren't broken, you know. Um, you know, they're right. great players. It's just sad to me coming from a goalie standpoint. That there's only two available spots on each team. Yeah, but you know, yeah. I'm gonna say something. Poor Chris, you know, must have picked last a lot. <laughs> this bitch right here. These bitches. Oh god. Hey, you're the one that put it. Wait, wait, wait. He said it put it. He said at a goalie's standpoint, didn't he? And you're getting down. Oh god. From a guy who never played the sport, who had to feel with goalies beforehand, why did you set yourself up like that? Honestly, you know you set yourself up like that. Why didn't you? Shame on you, Chris. <laughs> you did it. Hey, you did it. Hey, son, I didn't. I was told to be nice. Well, we were told we were told to be nice. <laughs> well, Kelly we are being nice. Right. I'm Kelly just saying. Nice. I mean, I know but, that's what I just said. I mean, oh. but he, you gotta understand. You gotta understand. He set himself up, 
He, he said at a goalie <laughs> standpoint, because he played goalie in, you know, Silver Sticks, in, or the kids' leagues, you know, so he played goalie. He said a goalie standpoint, you know, is sad to see that. So I had to make a comment. I'm sorry. I had to. Plus he says stuff. He said he says stuff up that way. And he, he you know that's it. why I get the smart ass reward most of the time. <laughs> I know what award you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on with this dude right here? Well, I'm trying to laugh with the mask on. Like literally, like. You guys making jokes. He's wearing a mask too. And you're the only one dying right now. Huh? And I'm usually the one that's coughing. I'll admit if I would have been wearing a mask, I'd probably die right now. But, <laughs> it'd be, it'd be worse. But, but no, I still say best of luck to Mullen. Because I do too. Like it's, I mean, uh, he, he's, you know, he's a great but, player. But then again, he's probably got a bigger aspect going on. Besides being in league, so and, and, and we actually don't know. Maybe he did get called. Maybe he turned it down. That's possible. Yeah. You know, we don't know that. We don't we know don't the know. actual uh, story. But you know, I, I, like I said, he is a good player. He's a really good player. Mm. You know, and you know, but right at this time, though, most teams aren't look like we already said. All three of our goalies are coming back. Right. Yep. You know, and we know our goalies. Our guys know our goalies. Um, Sometimes, too, when you change things out like that, you mess up a lot of the chemistry. Right. And I know that. Because um, you are building around the goalies. You're re- building around your, your, your key players, your, your captain, you know. Everybody's And quicker. everything's got to be built around certain areas. Um, so it's, you know, it's sad that he's had right. isn't playing, but, you know, best of luck for him. Hopefully something comes for him somewhere. Now, another thing that I seen, that's what what's going to bring up in y'all show last week and type it in, but I've seen this a couple of times. Park House. Now, there's a, there's, okay, I can't call it a rumor because it's not really a rumor. I can call it a fan appreciation for Park House to return. Now, truth be told, um, I'm be honest. And I'll be truthful. Everybody, I love Parkhouse just like everybody else does. I mean, I he perfect player here, and everybody for Huron and everybody in the league we love him to death. But if the guy wants to stay retired, then please let him stay retired. If he yeah. wants to come back, then yeah, he wants to come back. He he's come welcome. Back, we'd love he's him welcome. back. But yeah, let him enjoy his retirement. Right. That's what he wants to do. Be- be- it's, you know, because I seen that I seen that for a couple of days running. Parkhouse is talking about making his return back. Where is this? You know. Yeah, I don't. I, no, I haven't seen it. I've seen it. Well, no, I see what you're saying. I, I've but seen I don't see. I see yeah. what you're saying. I see have seen that. But what I'm saying is, I don't see. There's no where he's saying. He's right. He hasn't. About. He hasn't said anything there's, about it yet. Exactly. There's, there's no confirmation from him himself. And I don't honestly, with how happy he is out in California, I don't see him coming back either. So. I mean, eight degree weather, three degree weather. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more than. Yeah. Where would I all choose? Right, all, all right, but also eighty degree weather. You know, if even if it's if if it was true, if you want, you know, how cold is it on the ice? You know, so. I mean, uh, it's still so, though. You, you gotta know. understand. It's still 
Come on, we're penguins. We're penguins. Come on. Right, we are penguins. It's true, but it's still. We live in Michigan. You can spend two hours on the ice. And then we walk outside. But we, <laughs> we live in a state where right now, you know, tomorrow we could go out in our t-shirts, and today we're, you know, today we're uh, having to wear sweatshirts. I mean, I was proving the week. I was proving, <laughs> I was proving the week before I came back. So it was. I heard it was sixties and seventies here. Oh yeah, that was gone. But you know, think about it though. How do I walk around the arena ninety percent of the time in a t-shirt? Right. I know. So, no, you're always cold. <laughs> you're wearing gloves a lot of times in the arena. I wear this and a jersey. And you got gloves on sometimes. Oh, when we come in. So. You I keep your it. hat on a lot, too. So that's, that's where you stand. But, you know, I, like I said earlier, when um, our friend from the museum was here, I practically, li- at one point, lived in that arena, I must well say, because... I'd get there at noon and not get out of there until ten o'clock at night. Between I, you know, you know, silver sticks football that we had, arena football and hockey. You know, I could have had all three games in one day. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it, it's not an issue for me. I I know the arena well enough, and um, it's not cold to me. I I love it. And I especially remember this past winter too, before everything hit down. It's we had our Pokemon All Star Classic. Yeah. Um, because we, we run a PvP league out in, out in Port Huron, and we do this all-star battling. Um, and We had it at the arena during the tournament because I had, I was working all weekend. Exactly, and you were like, I want to do both, but i got to do this. I don't want to give this up. And, and that's just the tournament there. And, yeah, and exactly, and that just... Well, you guys think I've been doing the tournament now for what, what, 10 years, yeah. 11 years? Something like that. And it just shows you that you love your commitment to hockey. Yes. And especially. I, I, I gold judge and I penalty box. Right. You know. And, but it's like, it's one of those. But commitments. my biggest thing, my commitment to the tournament, though, is different than it is to the others. My commitment to the tournament, again, is because of the kids. If we don't have the volunteers, mm-hmm. the tournament's over. And it's, it's done. It's sad, too, because <clears throat> years past, I remember 15 years ago, you had... They were literally turning volunteers away because they had too they many. They had too many. And now we can't get them. Exactly. Because uh, like I said, I'm working two jobs. I, I can go from one game right from working in the penalty box and go right over to being a gold judge. Because we don't have enough volunteers to cover up cover the game. Exactly. And it's and that's why I say if you can please come out and volunteer. Sorry. And we we won't turn anybody away right now. Uh-uh. And there's more than enough jobs for everybody. We have clock people we need. We got um, mm. stats that need to be wrote down. You know, who call up to the um, announcer to tell them who scored the goals. You know, we have several jobs. Exactly. We need runners to go get pucks. We need runners to go get drinks for the, the other volunteers that can't get off the lights. You know, that exactly. are gold judging that they can't go get a drink. You know, you know, to go get them something to drink, you know. There's exactly. all kinds of jobs, all kinds. And so, uh, <clears throat> so once again, we talk about the community support. Um, so now, now, now we dig into community support and how our these two, our team of pros, how they help out the community as well. Now they supported a um, what was it, small business Saturday, Thursday and Friday and it's once again supporting along with other people in the community usual small business Saturday that's coming out for after, right after Black Friday there's usually a small business Saturday so you know 
Port Huron as a whole, we support the community, so let's go out there and support them as well. Exactly. And with us not having the tournament right now, we're, we're losing a lot. That's exactly. a million dollar weekend for this town. That's, yeah. Last year alone, across the three weekends, we made 2.8 million. That's what I'm saying, million yeah. dollar weekend. It's a three yeah. weekend tournament, like, each weekend makes it and close to Nothing little, you know, because that's 2.8 million just in pure profit alone, not yeah. taxes. Because if you want to say how many, how much money was actually spent, that's closer to like five million right. that was spent. Yeah. In this well, that's town. what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, that's in the hotels, that's into the restaurants, that's into the, yes. the local stores. You know, everything. Exactly. You know, all the businesses. You know, profit from from those three weekends, mm. and sometimes that's the, some of those businesses. That's their whole year. Yeah. You know. You know, for that. Uh, especially places here. like Maria's, where the, they're open only during lunch. That's literally seventy-five percent of their business yep. for there. And it's amazing that we can do this for them. But if we don't have this tournament, where would yep. places like that and go? And again, it comes down to you know not having the tournament, ha having volunteers. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, yeah, we're managing it. It's not easy. Like I said, you know, because like I said, I, you know, jump from job to job. Mm -hmm. um, I'm what they call a floater. I used to sign up for, you know, certain times of the day, but I turned into one of the floaters because of not having enough volunteers. That way, if I'm in the arena and I see the light's not covered, I go cover a light. If I see a, a penalty box is not covered, I go cover a penalty box. Exactly. You know, same thing with my son. He's a floater now. You know, again, he used to be just penalty box, but I've trained him pretty well to, to do both, and now he's enjoying both. You know, exactly. That way, so. everything's always covered. But um, that's something that needs to be done, though. Something that. <coughs> Plus, we have chili. Chili, chili fest, fest that weekend. Oh, my chin just went numb. Talking about chili, and he gets numb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you got like a Charlie horse right here. So, to you, the people that's watching, um, you know. Especially in other hockey communities, with this time that the FPH shuts us down, go support your local businesses. Go support. Go be. Go be that local fan base besides watching hockey for other places in your area. Exactly. Um, you know, places like Columbus or Carolina or Danville, places like that. We go be that support for them communities as well. Same, same thing with the people in Port Huron. Do that support for those yeah. places as well. And maybe when we come back... Um, we'll be a lot stronger. And that oh, yeah. we can enjoy hockey again. And hopefully by January 15th, we can all enjoy hockey. And um, um, us in East Supper will be gladly yelling at those goalies. <laughs> but knowing that... Yeah, we, knowing, knowing that we love the game, that we love the sport, that we love and we can appreciate yeah. it better. You know, and that's the, the nice part, like I said, is, you know, right now is the time that we, we need each other and help each other. Um, and I have noticed most communities at this, in these type of issues, this is where we do show a lot more support of each other like we're supposed to. You know, I wish it was more all the time like it should be, but sad part is not everybody looks at in that sense mm -hmm. um, um but 
we always need to be there for each other. We always need to help take care of each That's other and do what, everything what we're supposed to do. Um, I wish things were different, but unfortunately our society is not. Mm -hmm. Which no society is perfect. Yeah. Right. Yep. We'll never live in a perfect world, but we need to do our, what we can to make it as good as possible for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that you brought up Danville too. Before we go off here, Danville Dashers just canceled their um, first um, free agent camp as of last night because of current situations. They weren't able to put that on. Right. And especially in Illinois where it's a lot worse than as places like Michigan too. And hello, Holly and Danville. <laughs> you know, we can't wait to see you up here. Same here. It's we we love you up here, so it's. Mm -hmm. But um, if you were a player that was planning on going to that camp, get with Danville. They will be more accommodating if you can't go to the rescheduled camp. And a lot of people are already speculating they might be able, they might be forced to go dormant, which we don't want. But at this point, with Illinois' current situation, it's still a huge possibility they m might still have to be forced to go dormant. So it's all best for them because they've been one of the original teams yeah. coming yep. in. So it's if they have to, we'll, we know that we'll get them back stronger in the 21-22 oh. season. How will we say goodnight, actually, yep. Chris, after this? I'm going to go to commercials to everybody because... Mm -hmm. I think it's getting late. And know, that's why I wanted to bring up that one thing that. is before we go to commercial for the last time, go get go get with Danville. Give them your support, too. We might hate them here as Prowler fans, but <laughs> we don't want to see them leave. No, we don't want to see any team, like I said earlier, leave. You know, it, it, it's not that we hate the teams, really. If you think about it here in Port Huron, it's more like, like I said, we, our job is, as East Upper Rowdies is to get them off their game. You know, how many of them do we talk to after the game and enjoy conversation with them, uh -huh. even the players? Right, you know, exactly. We'll, we'll go down and talk to them and interview some of them for when we were doing the segments, you know, just, you know, because, you know, it, exactly. it, it's with hockey, it's the love of hockey again. <laughs> the love of hockey. They you love. know, fans are supposed to get the players off their game while they're on the ice. Trust me, we won't hate you for the next few minutes. Other than that, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like I was we, saying. We only hate you for 60 minutes. It's just like I was saying to you guys during one of the breaks is that. It's a love hate relationship. Yeah. Yep. It's we, like we, I pissed we, off a few people last year. <laughs> I pissed off Enzor, but it's like, I was, he's a, actually a great person. So it's. I, I, I love talking to him when I get the chance. So it's. But especially the fans don't take it personally. The players know that we're just joking with them. So. Oh, yeah. But like I said, it's a love-hate relationship. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we're supposed to get them, keep them off their game. You know, you know, and that's what fans are supposed to do. You know, but me, I, you know, I, I love hockey. I, you know, I'll, I like talking to the guys after the game. You know, and you know, I, you know, I love that their fans come here, and, and I'm, I'll treat the fans with as much respect. You know, you know, yeah. it's a game. You know, exactly. Let's go home. You know, let's go home in one piece and enjoy. Exactly. You know, and, ju and, and just enjoy the game. You know, yes, we like I said, we call the goalies jackasses and everything. But again, it's what we're supposed to try and keep them off their game. Exactly. You know, 
Call them names. <laughs> Family appropriate. No. But yeah. If you um, had a kid learn something new from us, <laughs> Great, it's not you had fun. a good night. <laughs> but hey, no. Actually, no, come on. We had some some fans actually shoved their kids with us a few times because you know their kids enjoyed it so much. Right. You know, um, we're not teaching them nothing majorly bad. We're not. And we know and it's it's out of fun. And we're always telling the kid, don't say this at home. It's not good. <laughs> well, it, and it's not even that. You know, the kids hear it worse at school. Yeah, true. And I, I'm, you know, they're going to hear it eventually anyway. You know, like I said, we don't drop the F-bomb. We actually right. got on one of our, our fans in our area to, to quit doing that. You know, because, again, it's we want to keep it somewhat friendly. Mm. You know, but and have fun. You know, you don't need to be dropping the F-bomb and cussing majorly. Yeah. It's, not, it's, it's, a, it's a game. Right. Uh, you know, let's have fun. Enjoy it. Right. Um, um, but before we go, is there any final words that you guys have to say? Not really. Never, <coughs> you know, enjoy life. Don't grow up too big. You know, <laughs> we're all big kids at, at heart. All right. Have a good Thanksgiving, exactly. everybody. Yeah, and have, have a happy Thanksgiving. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Have a wonderful holiday. For those that's going Black Friday so- shopping, be safe. Enjoy the sales. <laughs> and be safe. <laughs> be, be, be safe is a given. Be safe and enjoy the sales. Be, be safe is a given. Enjoy the sale. <laughs> you know what? I actually miss having the money to Black Friday sales. That's where I used to make my big money. I used to go electronic shopping. Yeah. Um, buy a bunch of extra computers and stuff and resell them. I, mm. I could make a, a, a good six months worth of wages within, yeah. in a couple of days, you know, mm. just by selling the electronics I bought. Right. But, um, but for all those that's going, that's having family over for Thanksgiving, Enjoy your family. Enjoy the time. Enjoy the time off of work. Um, for those getting Black Friday, enjoy the sales. I won't be. I, I haven't been in line in seven years. I do not plan to go back there. <laughs> Just saying, I do not plan to go back there. But um, my mind is Amazon and eBay and all that now. Thank you. <laughs> but, but final words coming out though. The um, make sure to be safe. Like um, like the page. Like the share the page and also share. Like the Port Here Museum page as well. Yes. yes. Make sure you shall share the hell out of this video so we can get that telethon out for them. Share this video. Tell everyone that the Port Here Museums needs your help this winter. Right. So, but make like you sh- said though, don't worry. They're not shutting down. It just they may have to lay some people off during this part of the time. And that's what they're trying to avoid, you know, having to shut down for the winter or whatever. But it's mm-hmm. not going to shut down permanently or nothing. If they have, you know, have to lay too many people off, they'll have to limit the hours and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So, once again, the telethon is December 1st, 12 through 8. It is an online event. Come make your pledges. Come donate. Come support the museum. You want to be a member, it's 85 bucks through four sites. That's a little over 20 bucks a site for a That's family. family. That's for a That's family. Family, pack. family you know, of sex, too. You're a fa- yeah, so you basically, you're getting off lucky. I can do the math right now. It's like over, a little over well, three it, bucks it, a person. Well, if you said at $45 normally for a single person, and you're getting it for 85 Five so that's like three bucks. That's like three bucks a person per four places. Yeah. If I do the math, because a little over three bucks a yeah. person. So basically, you're getting a steal. Mm-hmm. So, so you're, you're getting six for two. 
Right. Exactly. You're getting six passes for two. For right. So, so, so support the museum, um, support local businesses as a whole. Uh, let's keep Port Huron strong. Yeah. You know, keep ourselves yeah. together. <laughs> um, you got any? You got any? You get any words? Just remember to like and follow us on Facebook. Make sure you go through all our old episodes as well. We've had players come on, so look through those. We and especially comment on our videos. Tell us what you want to see next. We and ask any questions, please. Ask any questions possible. We'll we don't we won't limit it to just players and hockey too, like we did tonight. Ask us to do bring on anyone that you might know that you want to see possibly. And well, we'll, you know, especially right now, you know, it's again with us trying to help the community. If you know somebody in the community, you know, a business that wants to come on and, and talk about their business too, you know, to help get word out. Exactly. You know, it, it, we, we don't have to, like, you know, we don't always just talk hockey. We, we have fun. Exactly. You know, come on, you know, it's, you know, find other things we can bring on here too and and you know help other companies and other businesses too. exactly so please like share ask us anything and just have a good old time go and frawlers right see. <laughs> see you guys later behind the scenes. I'm with Mitz today and Mitz and I are here to give you guys some um, examples of things the guys would like on the bus trip. Mitz, do you think the guys would like granola bars? What about fruit and vegetables? Okay, not vegetables, but how about fruit? Um, cases of water? What about some Powerade and Gatorade? Well, there you have it. Some true facts of what Mitz thinks our boys should have on the road trips. Thanks for watching and enjoy the show.
Thank you.